Hi everyone, Demetrius McRae here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy the message. Somebody shout, I'm ready. Hey, everybody standing, that's my custom. Can we welcome Palm Coast and NSB in the house? We're so glad to have our three local campuses together. Listen, I have a download from heaven. Anybody ready? Listen, I'm speaking peace over your life in Jesus' name. I think this last season, one of the things that the enemy has done is tried to assault the peace of the people of God to keep you worried, full of anxiety, full of angst. But how many of you are ready right now to reclaim your peace in Jesus' name? I believe I have a word for you. I'm coming from Joshua chapter 10. You by live stream, you bless me. You're part of our church. You're at this campus online. Many of you every Sunday, welcome. I'm so glad to see you. Verse one says, now it came to pass when Adonai Zedek, king of Jerusalem, heard how Joshua had taken Ai and had utterly destroyed it as he had done to Jericho and its king, so he had done to Ai and its king. And now the inhabitants of Gibeon, listen, Gibeon had made peace with Israel and were among them. They feared greatly because Gibeon was a great city like one of the royal cities and because it was greater than I and all the men of Gideon were mighty therefore Adonai Zedek king of Jerusalem Jerusalem sent to Hoham king of Hebron Param king of Jarmuth and Japhia king of Lachish and Deber can't somebody be named Bill come on somebody king of England saying Come up to me and help me that we may attack Gibeon for it has made peace with Joshua and with the children of Israel there for the king, the five kings of the Amorites, the king of Jerusalem, Hebron, Jarmuth, Lachish and England gathered together and went up. They and all their armies and camped before Gibeon to make war against it. And the men of Gibeon sent Joshua at the camp of Gilgal saying, do not forsake your servants, remember your friends. Come to us quickly, save us and help us for all the kings of the Amorites who dwell in the mountains have gathered together against us. So Joshua ascended from Gilgal and all the people of war with him and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said to Joshua, do not fear them, for I have delivered them into your hand. Not a man of them shall stand before you. Joshua therefore came upon them suddenly, having marched all night from Gilgal. So the Lord routed them before Israel, killed them with a great slaughter at Gibeon, chased them along the road that goes to Beth Horon. Don't mess with God's people, come on. And struck them down as far as Azra and Makeda. And it happened as they fled before Israel and were in the descent of Beth Horon, 
that the Lord cast large hailstones from heaven on them. <laughs> there ain't one devil escaping. Come on, somebody. And they died. There were more who died from the hailstones than from the children of Israel. And they did not kill them with a sword. More died from the hailstones. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in that day when the Lord delivered the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Son, stand still over Gibeon and moon in the valley of Agilon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the people had revenge upon their enemies. Ah, is this not written in the book of Joshua? So the sun stood still in the midst of the heavens and did not hasten to go down for a whole day. And there has been no day like that before it or after it that the Lord heeded the voice of a man for the Lord fought for Israel. Ha! Ah. Come on, y'all. How many of you believe that the Lord is fighting for you today? God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness. Come on, do you believe that today? Now, the Bible says that they fought these five kings, and one of the kings that they had to overcome was the king of Jerusalem. Jerusalem eventually became the capital city for Israel. Jerusalem is really the most holy, revered city on earth, even today. And if you define the word Jerusalem, Jerusalem means teaching of peace. It literally means learning of peace. They had to fight for peace. They had to fight for what they possessed. I want to preach for a few minutes along these lines. Warring for your peace. How many of you are ready to let hell know you will not rob me of my peace? Come on, my praise is my warfare. My worship is my warfare. All right, slip up your hands. I'm ready for you today. Father, thank you for precious people here online at NSB and at Palm Coast. Release peace, God, today. If the enemy has been coming against anybody in this room or anybody online or anybody on our campuses, we tell you, devil, today we are reclaiming our peace. Hallelujah. And we thank you for it. If you love the Lord, come on, give him a mighty praise. All right, all right, you may be seated. This text is so powerful to me, precious, because God promised them the victory but they still had to fight. I better say that one more time again. I said God promised them the victory, but they still had to fight. And, and, and that's the way it is with us. God has promised us the victory. If you believe that God's promised you the victory, one, two, three, make a little noise right now. Come on. But you're not exempt from the fight. This is an awesome, this text is an awesome and powerful testimony of the faithfulness of a mighty God. These five kings that I read to you about had come up against the people of Gibeon. Gibeon had made a treaty and they were at peace.
peace with Israel. And they had behaved very righteously toward the Israelites. And for that reason, Joshua made a treaty with them and they were friends. And these five kings were threatened by the fact that now Joshua had gone in league and made a peace treaty with the Gibeonites. And it was in that moment that Gibeah said, man, we got to have some help. We've got all these five kings rising up against us and they cried out to Joshua. Now Joshua was a great champion. So they cried out to a great champion. I want to say something to you. If you follow a champion, you'll become a champion. I don't want to follow somebody that's not an overcomer. I don't want to follow somebody that's not a winner. How many of you want to follow champions so you can be a champion? Hallelujah. Now, one of the reasons I love this story so much is that when Gibeah, in desperation, cried out to Israel, Joshua came running. Listen, I love friends like that. I don't know about you, but I'm at a place in my life where I don't need fair weather friends. I need real friends. I need real relationships. I, you know, anybody will get in the celebration with you, but sometimes you need some friends that will get in the fight with you. Is there anybody that wants more than just superficial relationships? You want a friend that when your daughter is bound, when your son is lost, when your body is sick, you can call on them and they'll say, I'm right here with you. We're going to find this out. Come on, thank God for the good people in your life right now. I want to zero in on these, on these five kings, and I'm going to teach from here today. And I really believe we'll zero in through this teaching on the spirits that wants to rob you of your peace. Now, here's the truth. Sometimes, somebody say sometimes, sometimes you have to war for your peace. Now, the Bible said in verse 5 that these kings of the Amorites, of Jerusalem, of Hebron, of Jarmuth, of Lachish, of England, gathered together, went up with all their armies and camped before Gideon. These five kings ruled over a people called the Amorites. They inhabited the land just west of the Euphrates River. And in study and preparation, God showed me some powerful things as it relates to these five kings. Number one, they ruled the Amorites. And if you define the word Amorite, Amorite means this, the talkers and the sayers. These were the talkers. These were the sayers. Historians tell us they were the biggest and meanest in land and they were constantly talking and saying and declaring. I want to tell you, beloved, anybody who walks in peace understands this. If you're going to fight and if you're going to have peace and if you're going to overcome and if you're going to conquer, you're going to have to deal with the Amorite spirit. Hello, you, you're going to have to deal with the talkers and the sayers. If there is great destiny locked up inside of you, don't trip out over people who speak against you. Here's what I found out on my journey of 24 years as your pastor. Usually the people who know me the least talk about me the most. 
Oh, can I find somebody to say amen? Don't trip out over people who speak out against you. All throughout the word of the Lord, great champions who did great things had to deal with the talkers and the sayers and the Amorite spirit. Miriam and Aaron spoke out against Moses. Job, so-called friend, spoke out against him. Absalom spoke out against David. The Pharisees and the Sadducees spoke out against Jesus. But every one of these fulfilled their purpose and I have made up in my mind I don't know about you but I'm not going to allow myself to be intimidated by the words of others I'm not going to be manipulated by the mouths of the doubters I'm not going to be overwhelmed by the opinions of people I'm not going to be talked out of my destiny I'm not going to be moved out of my moment I have made up in my mind talk if you want to but your words mean nothing greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world you will always have to contend with the talkers and the sayers and as long as you allow the talkers and the sayers to have power over your life you ready you will never know peace hello somebody how many of you understand that there are some people who have one assignment in your life and that is to rob you of your peace see I've made up in my mind I'm going to be careful about who I allow to speak into me years and years ago when I had just become pastor here and the church was starting to rev up and great things were happening there was a lady in the church God bless her but she was mean as a junkyard dog come on somebody and she just constantly tore me down and I just had enough come on you ever just get enough I wasn't gonna be mean but I just got enough of it I just got I got fed up and she came up to me one day after church and she said, I wanna speak over you. Can I speak over you? I said, no, you cannot. I said, I don't want you to speak over me because all you've been speaking is doubt, fear, and negativity and you've been running your mouth. No, you can't. I made up my mind in that moment, not everybody has access to me. Not everybody can speak into my life because I need to hear people that say, yes, you can do it. Yes, you can overcome. Yes, you can see your children saved. Don't allow the Amorite spirit to come against you, Palm Coast, and destroy your destiny and pollute your determination. So if you're here today and you'd say, Pastor, I'm not going to allow the talkers and the sayers to affect God's promises in my life of peace. One, two, three, give him praise right now. Come on. All right. Then Joshua said there was the king of Hebron. Now, if you define the word Hebron precious, Hebron means association. <laughs> See, this is something that's got to be addressed because every person who has sustained peace in their lives knows that one of the main keys to success is guarding your association. Listen, you love everybody. You love everybody. Come on, you love everybody, but everybody ain't for you. Oh, come on now. Because association affects everything in your life. Have you ever had people in your life when you got around them, you were just like, oh no. I mean, at family reunion, when they come through the door, you start, Ooh. 
Y'all, don't be religious on me. How many of you have had people in your life, you knew that they were going to be negative, you knew that they'd never have a word of positivity or faith. But here's what you've got to understand, don't get caught in other people's mouth traps. Some of you have been caught in a mouth trap. Come on, somebody. Here's what I want you to understand. Don't give anyone the power to talk you out of your peace. Why? Because your peace is precious. So you have to guard your association. Association is defined as this, the act of consorting with or joining with others. Now, I've said for years, if you want to know who you are, just look at who you're running with. Come on now, the old folk used to say birds of a feather flock together. Come on somebody, if everybody in your circle is a hoochie, come on. I wish I could find some real people. If everybody in your circle is a player, if everybody in your circle is, is compromising, there's a real good chance that you, you're probably a hoochie too, come on. You're probably a player too. If you want to know who you are, look at who you run with because people run, the, run in packs just like dogs. I, we have thousands of people that are connected to our church and it blows my mind that ordinary people find each other. Negative people find each other. That's why you got to guard your association. Tell somebody around you, guard your association. Be careful with what you connect to. Be careful with who you consort with. Be careful who you join to. Because here's what happens. Association brings assimilation. Sometimes you've got to guard who you associate with because association brings assimilation. You are drawn in to whatever it is that you continually behold. In fact, I heard it said one time that you become what you continually behold. The reality is, is that the devil wants to suck you in, assimilate you into negativity, into fear, into doubt, into dread. When we are experiencing the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit in this church that we have ever experienced. And I've got news for you. You ain't seen nothing yet. We are moving forward. So I want to get assimilated with positive people. Now watch this. Association affects elevation. Come on church. Wrong relationships will hinder your ability to rise. One of the most important things you gotta realize is this. We rise and fall, often not based on our skill, our ability, our gifting, or even our passion. Sometimes we rise or fall based on association. If you want to be a champion, hang out with champions. Wrong relationships can and will cripple the plan of God in your life. They'll rob you of your peace. It'll keep you from rising. Because oftentimes, if we're connected to wrong people, we have to spend so much time in that relationship, investing it, trying to make it normal. Listen, there's some people, they just ain't normal. But you still got to love them. But that doesn't mean you gotta go to the Cracker Barrel with them every Tuesday night. Come on, somebody. So you say, what's the answer? Association requires evaluation. 
what does that mean evaluation means this it means uh, where is this relationship taking me where is my association with these people taking me how many of you believe that God has people who are assigned to your life that will help you get to the next level if that's you give God a praise right now Okay, I don't believe all of you are convinced. I said, if you believe that God has people in your life and people coming into your life in the next season that will help you rise to the next level, give God some praise right now. Just go ahead and thank him for it. Because everybody needs somebody and sometimes you got to evaluate where that association is taking you. Is it raising me up or is it tearing me down? Is it pushing me toward my destiny or is it keeping me locked out of God's plan for my life? Is it bringing me peace or robbing me peace? Because here's the truth, wrong associations are peace vampires. Does that relationship that I'm in, does it build me up or tear me down? Is it taking me up or taking me down? Is it fueling my destiny or polluting my purpose? And, and listen, some relationships have to be severed. Now that doesn't mean you don't love them. That doesn't mean you don't pray for them. That doesn't mean that you don't care. But you cannot allow the enemy to make you think that you've gotta do what you've always done. Sometimes you gotta do things different. I've made up my mind if it robs me of my peace in Jesus I don't want nothing to do with it because I'm telling you what 2020 did and 2021 it showed us who our friends are come on somebody it exposed some things it showed who was really for you how many of you can say pastor in the mighty name of Jesus I want to thank God that in the next season I'm not just going to have people that will fuel my destiny but I'm going to be a person that fuels the destiny of others and when they get around me My association will help them rise. Tell your neighbor, you better be glad you're sitting by me. Come on, come on, because God is on my side. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I have a purpose. God has a plan and no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. And whatever God says he can do in your life, he can do it. Whatever the promises of God are for your life, they're gonna come to pass. Get around people. who will feed your purpose so guard your association tell your neighbor guard your associations then there's the king of Jarmuth now now this is extremely powerful to me because there's a mighty revelation knocked up locked up in this name uh, Jarmuth means elevation Jarmuth means height or high place now now don't miss this it's important. Jarmuth, the name of the city, means high place. But the location of the city was in the lowlands. It was actually very deceptive because they wanted to be known as the city of the high place. But in reality, they were the city in the lowlands. 
It was actually deceptive. This name made you think that this city was located on high, but it was actually a low city. I have a question for you. How many people bear a high name but actually live in a low place? Preach Pastor Rayleigh. Come on. How many people bear a high name but they live in a low place? See, wrong behavior will rob you of your peace every time. God, believer, has not called you to dwell in a low place. Do you, you, do you know people who have a high name but they dwell in a low place? They bear the high name of saint but they live in a low place of sin. They love to talk the talk but they refuse to walk the walk. They claim the high name of Christian while they live in the low place of compromise. They've got titles like bishops and elders and missionaries and pastors and deacons. They talk about revival, but all it is is rubbish. They carry a high, a high title, but they live in low terrain. But God is about to raise up a generation that knows how to rise and say, Lord, make me more like you. If the world has ever needed a church to walk the walk and talk the talk, there is so much pressure nowadays for us to compromise our faith, for us to water down the word. But if that's the kind of preacher you want, I love you, but you're in the wrong church on the wrong Sunday with the wrong man because I wanna be around people that will call me up higher. How many of you can say, Pastor, don't just tell me what I want to hear. Tell me what I need to hear. Tell me, speak to me in a way that it will raise me up higher. If that's you, give God a praise. I'm gonna make somebody draw up right now and get a little aggravated, but I'm, can I just stay here for a second? I'm tired of preachers that have sold out. I'm tired of ministers that have sold out. They're in political pockets. They have political agendas. They care more about what's going on in the world than the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the church. And because they are so deep into politics, they cannot address anything. I'm talking to Republicans, Democrats, and Independents. They can't address anything that goes against their party line. But if you remember, in the Bible, there was a, there was a, there was a famine and a drought that came to Israel. Israel and Judah, they were two separate kingdoms. And they needed to have rain. So the prophet, this was when the prophet Elijah built the altar and called down the rain. You know, the, both of those countries had their own capitals. Both of those countries had their own temples. Both of those countries had their own worship places. But you know what the prophet of God said? The prophet of God said, I ain't coming to your kingdom and I ain't coming to your kingdom, but I'm going to climb up on the high mountain of God and I'm going to hear the Lord. Where are the preachers that will say, I ain't coming to your kingdom and I ain't coming to your kingdom, but I'm climbing up and I'm going to talk about it all. I need somebody who understands that we need preachers who will address it all. One, two, three, give God a shout. Amen. Any champion knows it doesn't matter how much talking you do unless you bring the goods. As I get older, here's what I value. I value genuineness. 
And I want you to understand the necessity of being genuine. James 5.12 says, but let your yes be yes and your no be no. It's not that hard. Champion of God, I'm going to tell you, we've got to be real. The church has to be real. The church has to have real power. We have to preach a real word. You know why? Because people are in real battles. They have real issues. They have real problems. And I want to tell you this on a personal level. Holy living puts you on the path to peace. Next, there's the king of England. England means this, it means calf-like, young, immature, or immaturity. Now, 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 it speaks here of a calf who is not yet matured, still young, still underdeveloped. And one of the greatest peace robbers is a lack of maturity. Do you know anybody that's immature? They, they, they've, been, they've been saved for decades but they're still immature. Y'all ain't saying nothing. See, the truth is I don't mind giving a baby his bottle, but when I got to part his mustache to get the bottle in his mouth, that bothers me. I don't mind giving a baby a bottle, but baby, when, when he's got a beard and he's been saved for 20 years, somewhere along the lines, you got to mature and grow up. The word mature means this. The word mature means completed, prepared, and ready. How many of you in this next season want the Lord to complete you, prepare you, and make you ready? Okay, I got a few of you. I said, how many of you know that maybe you can't get to the next level yet because you're not quite ready, but right now in this season, God is completing you, preparing you, and making you ready for everything that he wants to do for you in the next season. The truth is, many believers have a handle on peace even in seasons of warfare. I've seen people when, man, they just face trouble differently. They would walk in peace when all around them was problems. And the enemy preys on a lack of maturity. If you want to know and understand today, the, really the bedrock of this word is this, in this moment, it's the fact that you have to grow up. When you're shook to the core, with every hiccup of the devil, you need to mature. When you want to quit church every time something bothers you. Preach Pastor Rayleigh. I'm mad at him. I didn't like what he said. I, you know, he didn't shake my hand. I went to Calvary. That pastor never even shook my hand. You know, we have a few people in church today. It would take me a while to shake everybody's hand. So everybody put your hand out like that. All right, everybody shake like that. And then you can tell everybody, I shook hands with the pastor. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, you want to quit church when something happens you don't like. Something's always going to happen you don't like. You're going to always have to, I didn't like that song. I'm quitting church. Grow up. I, he ignored me. Grow up. Yeah. You need to mature. If you're still cussing after you've been saved 20 years. God understands. God don't understand you. You pulling out, rick'em, frick'em, shick'em. Come on, somebody. That's cartoon cussing. Can I get a witness? 
You're still fussing because you have to go to work. Everybody has to go to work. Still fussing. I got to get up. All of us have to get up. I got to go to the job. Everybody got a job if they want to eat. Come on now. Rude and obnoxious to waiters. Acting crazy in a restaurant. I'm, I'm stepping on somebody's toes right now. People can't even stand to wait on you because you, you're so obnoxious in the restaurant. You know what your problem is? You're immature. You're so obnoxious and then you don't even leave a good tip. Can I get a witness in this house? You offended if anybody says anything about you, but you can talk about everybody else like they ain't fit to live. You can do whatever you want to do. You're still trying to flirt and act single. When you've been married for 10 years, your problem is you ain't Casanova. You need to grow up. Listen, I think I struck a nerve. Let me drill a little bit deeper. It is time for the church to be the church. It is time for immaturity to be chased out of the house and we grow strong and be established. Well, there you go. People who don't seek and embrace peace and will not mature are destined to be defeated. You are destined to be overcome if you allow the enemy to perpetually and continually sow thoughts of anxiety and, and struggle in you. Sometimes you walk without peace because you're still a spiritual calf when God has called you to be a mighty bull. Those who walk in peace understand that they got to prepare and be ready because this is war. Second Peter 1, 2 says, grace and peace be multiplied to you. I'm declaring that you're going to grow in peace and grow in maturity. Hear me in this place. The Bible said in Ephesians 4, 14 that we should be no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth and love may grow up somebody shall grow up somebody shall grow up Ponto shall grow up come on NSB shall grow up in all things into him who is the head that being Christ tell somebody around you it's time to grow up at some point you have to grow up at some point you have to get beyond it and grow up and get mature because this is a grown-up fight that we're in how many of you know this is a grown-up fight hallelujah now I'm gonna bring me to the final king first Peter 5 8 says be sober tell somebody on your road quit drinking I don't, I don't know who that was for. <laughs> be sober. Be vigilant. Vigilant means to be awake and aware. Come on now. It means to be tuned in, understanding what the enemy is doing. Vigilant means to be awake. I told the men the other night that when I was in college, I was roommates with my cousin. He was great, big, and tall like me. And the issue with John was this. 
The moment he laid down and when he went to sleep, he snored. And it sounded like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Come on, somebody. The problem was he didn't just snore going in, he snored coming out. Have you ever heard somebody snore like that? Not just a... He was like... It was the most horrible thing you ever heard in your life. And I, I had to work. I was waiting tables. Y'all don't even know. I was a waiter. I, I worked at Steak and Ale. Come on now. Come on, y'all. I was a waiter. I, you, you, I don't even believe you. Happy, happy birthday from Steak and Ale to you. Happy, happy birthday. May all your dreams come true. May you have happy birthdays from now on your whole life true. So happy, happy birthday from Steak and Ale to you. Hey! Some things you never forget. And I was working my way through Bible school and I had to come in late at night and get up early in the morning. And I came in and John was awake. I said, praise Jehovah. He is awake. And we both laid down at the same time about one o'clock in the morning. I had a 7 7.30 class. I'm telling you, my head had just hit the pillow. And I heard... I said, this cannot even be. I hit the edge of his bed, the way they were words, I was able to hit the edge of his bed. And I said, John, you are killing me. You are snoring so loud, you about to rumble me right out of this room. He said, I'm snoring. He said, I didn't even know I was asleep. <laughs> the problem is sometimes I deal with people who don't even know that they're asleep, but they're asleep to their purpose and asleep to their destiny and asleep to all that God wants to do in their life. But I'm here today to say, wake up, wake up, be vigilant. God's got a plan. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Brings us to the last king, the king of Lachish. Lachish means this, Lachish means invincible. And I want to tell you, this group had a powerful name. Their name meant invincible. Could you imagine facing an army? And when you looked at them, it was the army called invincible. And nothing will rob you of your peace more than believing that your problems are unsolvable. That nothing will rob you of your peace more than believing that your past is unforgivable. And your enemy is invincible. But I've come to let you know the devil does not have the power Jesus has the power it says be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking 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 whom he may devour that means if he's got to look for somebody to devour that means there's some that he can't devour the reality is if he could devour you you would have been dead a long time ago but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world glory to God don't let hell convince you that your children are unsavable don't you let the devil convince you that your body is unhealable don't you let the devil convince you that your future will be lived without joy the Lord is on your side the devil is not invincible some of you have been through hell some of you have been through trouble even this last season. But for some crazy reason, you sit here today with peace.
say in the last five years, I have been up, down, all around. I've dealt with drama, trouble, issues, problems, circumstances, and situations. In the last, how about the last 12 months? How about the last six months? But I sit here today and I'm not full of fear, anxiety, or trepidation. Somehow there is a peace that passes all understanding that has invaded my life that tells me my destiny is still in place. Isn't it amazing, precious, that the Bible said that the Lord gave them the city. He said, do not fear them, for I have delivered these five kings into your hand. Not a man shall stand before you. I have delivered, in my understanding, it means this, I've set them up. I'm going to show this invincible army what invincible really is. I have a word for somebody. It's just a setup. Some of the stuff you've been dealing with, it's just a setup. You know, when I was going through 2020 and all the mess was happening, we were shut down and all hell was, it just seemed like the whole hell was coming against us. It seemed like the enemy was gonna have the last laugh. But I want you to look around this packed out church today and I wanna say, devil, how do you like me now? Hallelujah. Because if the Lord is on your side, your king is undefeatable. So I guess I came today to tell you it's time to reclaim your peace. The Bible says, so the Lord routed them from Israel and killed them with great slaughter at Gibeon. How about this? The Lord routed them from New Smyrna to Palm Coast. Hallelujah. All points in between. The King James Version said he discomfited them chased them along the road that goes to Beth Hurim and struck them down as far as Ezekiah and Makeda. Discomfited means this. It means to break, to consume, to trouble, to vex, to disturb, to destroy, to confuse. I declare in Jesus' name that the Lord God Almighty is about to discomfit the attack of the enemy in your life. He's about to discomfit the attack of the enemy over your son, over your daughter. The Lord is about to break it. He's about to consume it. He's about to trouble what's been troubling you. He's about to vex what's been vexing you. He's about to disturb what's been disturbing you. He's about to destroy what's been trying to destroy you. And he's going to confuse the plan of the enemy. When it's all said and done, peace will be yours. Warring for your peace. I don't know who I talked to, but I think I talked to somebody today. Well, what's the key, Pastor? Overcome the talkers and the sayers. Don't let anybody talk you out of your peace. Guard your associations. 
That means you're not, that you don't have an excuse to be unkind to people. But you can't be drawn into every behavior. And every circle is not your circle. Seek to live then in the true high and holy place. And know that your enemy is not invincible. But your God is unstoppable. Joshua understood the perplexing situation that he was facing and he, he didn't want to have to fight that battle again. And he cried out to the Lord and he said, Lord, help us. He said, son, stand still. Moon, you stay where you are. And it happened just exactly as he declared it would. And I've come to tell you today that God will do whatever it takes. He'll call stuff to stand still. He'll call stuff not to move. Whatever it takes, God will do it. The Lord said, Jim, I want you to stand there today and I want you to tell people it's time to reclaim their peace. Some of you just need to be overwhelmed this week with peace. You need to be overwhelmed with the peace of God. You say, well, Pastor Rayleigh, I, I, I've been going through so much. I, I've, I've been facing situations. I've been full of worry. I've been full of anxiety, angst. I've been, I've been, Pastor Rayleigh, you just don't know. But listen, nobody gets a free pass from trouble. Jesus said, in this world, you have trouble. He, in John 16, 33, he said, these things I have spoken unto you that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But then he said, but take courage. I have overcome the world. Everybody stand right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah to your name, Lord. You in Palm Coast, stand up. Just raise your hands and begin to worship the Lord right now. I'm telling you, peace is rolling right into this room. Peace is rolling. That, that spirit of performance that's been on you, that spirit of trying to measure up, that spirit of anxiety, it's being chased out right now. God is releasing peace. Honey, I speak peace over you. I release peace today. I declare that you are reclaiming your peace. Some of you say, I've been worried about my family. I speak peace over your mind. I declare that your children shall serve the Lord. Who, who needs peace as it relates to your family right now? I bind every attack that has tried to trouble you over your son, your daughter, your mother, your dad, your brother, your sister. Devil, I rebuke you. I release peace over the people of God today. I release peace over you as it relates to finances. Come on now, some of you have been worried about finances. Who's ready to receive right now? I, I declare over you the Jehovah Jireh. I declare that he provides right now. I declare that he makes a way for you right now. You don't have to worry about your rent. You don't have to worry about your house payment. No, no, no. We drive that out and we release peace. 
Come on, some of you have been worried over your physical body. You've been worried over your physical body, over your health. But right now in the name of Jesus, I lift that off of you and I declare that God has given you peace right now. Some of you have been worried about your future. You've been concerned about what's next. But right now, I declare that your future is secure and your destiny is in place. I want you to raise up your hands. Come on, in every campus, raise up your hands and say, I'm reclaiming my peace. I'm reclaiming my peace. I'm reclaiming my peace. I'm reclaiming my peace. Come on, peace in my house, peace in my family, peace in my own life, peace in my own heart. Some of you have been so concerned and so constrained by what hasn't gone your way, but things are shifting today. Sometimes you have to war for your peace. And baby, I'm telling you, everything God promised you is going to come to pass because God doesn't lie. Will you spend this last few seconds with me? I'm going to tell the guys at the campuses, y'all come on up and, and y'all close this out and y'all give an altar call and give people a chance to be saved. Let's give our campuses a God bless you. I want them to go live in their own services right now. John sing, son. When I thought I lost me, you knew where I left me. You reintroduced me to already seen him move raise up your hands and say when I thought if you're ready to step in a season of peace why don't you just raise your hands and let heaven know I'm claiming what my pastor told me today.
So is there anybody here today you just going to reclaim your peace right now? I'm just reclaiming my peace. All right. I'm going to do one thing and then I'm going to turn this over. Before I do it, I want to remind you that tonight's going to be Holy Ghost Revival. I I'm telling you, I want you to come. I, I do these nights because I feel like God is doing something so special. And I just feel like if you'll come, God will meet us. You say, well, Pastor, really, it's a sacrifice. Listen, man, I'm going to tell you it'll be worth it. You come, you on the campuses come. But I just feel Jesus so strong in here today. How many of you are grateful for what God's doing in your church, are you? So with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today and you say, Pastor Rayleigh, there are some things in my life that ought not be there that have kept me from God, alienated me, separated me from the Lord. Pastor, since you go and pray, I know you are. Pray for me. Part of the problem with my peace is I've allowed sin in my life. I've allowed things to have power over me that shouldn't have power over me. Pastor Rayleigh, I want to walk out of here today knowing that I'm right with the Lord. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here or you're watching by live stream, and you know you need this peace, you need this touch that I've been teaching and preaching about. If you're not where you need to be, when I count to three, raise your hands. Are you ready? Pray for me, Pastor One. I got some things I ought to get under the blood of Jesus and just get right because I need peace too. If you're going to pray, Pastor, pray for me. Three, slip up a hand right now. I'm not where I need to be, Pastor. I am not where I need to be, and I know I'm not, but I want to be. If you got your hand up, just keep it up right now. If you need to raise it, maybe you let fear keep your hand by your side, but that's just the enemy trying to hold you from a new season. If you need to raise your hand, I'm going to give you five more seconds. Five, raise it now. Four, yeah, hands across the room. Three, hands in the balcony. Two, even at home, somebody's raising their hand. One, zero. Now, if you raised your hand up, just keep it up. If you really meant it, here's what I want you to do. I want you to put your hand down, and I want you to come right here to the front. And I want to pray with you. I promise you won't come by yourself, but begin to make a move right now. Because I'm going to pray over you and God's going to release peace and salvation into your life. I bet if you'll clap, people will come from across the room. I bet they'll flood the altars. Come on. Just stand right across the front, you that are coming. Oh, why don't you give the Lord a mighty praise? I wish you would give the Lord a mighty praise. Look at all these people coming. It's not over. It's not finished. It's not ending. It's only the beginning. When God is for you, all things are so I'm gonna sing this over you it's not over it's not over this is your new beginning today it's not finished it's not ending it's not ending here's what it is it's only so I want everybody in the room to take your hand right now and place it on your heart. Pastor Josh is coming.
Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be a part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060, or you can give at calvaryfl.com give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also for you to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. Again, thank you for joining us.